Managing money is time-consuming, difficult, and well, sometimes just stressful. Does it leave you confused, exhausted, and frustrated? Having those countless arguments with your parents and rant sessions with your friends all leading to the same piece of advice. You need to spend responsibly and save money. But the real question is, how? How do you achieve this? Well, come discover the simple truths about money with Finlect. Better yet, deep dive with us in our weekly podcasts and learn the most practical tips and tricks that can help you lead that life of financial stability. Success is hard to achieve, but what if I told you that you can do it in nine simple, easy steps? Omar walks us through this guide and shows you how you can achieve those lofty goals and aspirations that you have. We hope you enjoy the episode. So what can you teach us about financial independence from your experience right. you know, as an educator or as a coach? One of the things that I think I mentioned earlier was that in order to learn how to learn any skill, whether it's investing, whether it's saving, whether it's budgeting, whether it's changing your mindset, you have to have a strong non-cognitive skills, right? Yeah. So let's first define what non-cognitive skills are. Non-cognitive skills are those intangible, those invisible and the non-measurable skills that lay the foundation for all types of cognitive learning and cognitive learning and under cognitive learning, we have things like how to invest, how to read, how to write, how to dance, how to sing. All those are cognitive capabilities, which you can see, which you can touch and feel, and they can be measured. So researchers around the world, they have included the following nine as the top non-cognitive skills that enable us to become better learners and thus increase our likelihood of success in life, whether you talk about overall life success or financial. The first one being self-awareness, which is a process through which you can discover your true superpowers. The second one being growth mindset, which Dr. Carol Dweck, one of the leading experts in the field of mindset, she describes as the power of belief coupled with a clear focus on a goal. And the third one being grit, which again, Dr. Angela Duckworth, she defines as the combination of passion with perseverance. The fourth non-cognitive skills that's really important is called self-control. Self-control, as Dr. Walter Michel, he describes as, is the ability to delay gratification and exercise patience, something that is really, really challenging for the Gen Zs and the millennials now with the, uh, you know, with the social media and the likes that we keep getting to, to get that dopamine going in our body. Right. The fifth one being optimism, which is the power of positivity. Then the sixth one is gratitude. And I think gratitude is something now, finally, people are talking more and more about it. And now we kind of know that there's a big correlation between gratitude and mental well-being. The seventh non-cognitive skill is zest, which is the enthusiasm that you bring to the work. A lot of us, unfortunately, Monica, when, if we are working at a job or doing something that we are not really passionate about, we never feel like waking up in the morning and doing that work. You're like, ah, oh, oh no, my alarm is ringing. I don't want to wake up. And that's the challenge 
that you would, and, and, and the reason is because we are working towards something that we are not excited about, we are not zestful about, we are not enthusiastic about that. The eighth non-cognitive skill is social intelligence or empathy, which is the ability to deeply and emotionally understand others. Mm-hmm. And last but not the least, curiosity, which is all about asking the why and the how questions. So with these nine non-cognitive skills, Monica, if you are able to, anybody on this planet, if you are able to embed these nine non-cognitive skills in your DNA, which I can tell you, these are all skills that you can learn, you, can, you will allow yourself to become better learners and increase your likelihood of success in life. And how does all of that tie into financial success? Well, I truly believe that our tangible success, which is money, is always a byproduct of the intangibles we choose to invest in and then implemented in their lives so similar to this based on the research that you've done so far on you know these skills that one must develop what success means and all of these wonderful concepts that you like you said are learning and teaching Mm -hmm. what are some of the tools like practical tools that you would suggest our listeners can implement in their lives practically implement to actually become successful in the careers that they're setting out to build for themselves Great question. And this is, this is honestly my favorite piece as well. I love, I'm a practical person. I love to give practical tips to my audience and to your audience. And, you know, I want to share a a statistic, which is very heartbreaking, but I'm sure a lot of you will agree with this. And the statistic says 85% of full-time employees feel disengaged and unfulfilled with their work. 85%. And then we wonder why we have mental health issues on the rise. Right. So for there are a few minorities, right? Minorities who are awakened, who know who are self-aware. Goes back to my point earlier about gaining that self-awareness. True. Who have figured out what their life mission is, what their personal legend is, what their life task is. And for those who know what their life task is, well, congratulations. However, don't get complacent. You have you have to remember that you are on a lifelong journey. So find ways in which you can continue to learn and self-discover because the only constant in our lives is change and change is happening at a much faster pace today in the 21st century digital economy than ever before. The only way, the only way to stay ahead of the curve is to learn how to learn, right? And I think it was Mark Twain, Mark Twain who said, don't let schooling interfere with your with education. Your and I love that quote because a lot of us, including myself, and this is a mistake that I made as well, Monica. Mm-hmm. After graduating, I got into what I call as the post-graduation rut, right. which is basically right. we stop learning. We're like, great. We are done with schooling. Everything is great. We try to find a job. And if it's not working out, we sometimes we give up, we get really disheartened. There are so many tools and techniques that you can still learn. Of course, online education has become a huge thing. You know, find coaches and mentors in your area. Or now with COVID, you can even work internationally with coaches and mentors if you want. And work with them, use their wisdom, use their experience, use their guidance 
as a way to hold yourself accountable for your own growth and development, as well as accelerate your career success. So, so, yeah. So some tools, I want practical tools that I want to share with the audience to raise, I'm going to talk about self-awareness. I know there are so many non-cognitive skills that we spoke about, but I'm going to focus on self-awareness because I believe that is the step number one. The first is write your own eulogy. This may sound a little morbid, but if you have to find a way to completely disengage yourself from all the distractions, the phone, the TV, the parents, the friends, etc., find yourself one to two hours on a weekly basis to just sit down and write your own eulogy. Imagine yourself on your deathbed and look back from that perspective of your life, what all things you need to achieve in your life to feel content with your life, right? What all things you need to achieve to feel content in your deathbed. So that's one tool. It really, it was a powerful tool that really worked for me. It has worked for majority of my clients as well. And if you try out this tool, it will really help you as well to gain self-awareness. You may not have the the right answer in the first iteration. So in the first version of your eulogy, it may take you five tries, six tries, seven tries to get to, to get to write something that you feel content with. Another tool, Monica, for self-discovery that almost every single guest on my YouTube series, Secrets of Greatness, they spoke about is journaling. Start journaling, writing down your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions. It helps you. It will help you gain clarity. There are many different methods to journaling. People who are starting off journaling, I'm not going to say like, hey, just go general anything and everything that comes to your heart and to your mind. That's sometimes very challenging. It puts people off. And I have seen that with my clients when I have given the blue sky to them. They do not know what to do. So I recommend guided journaling. And there are many types, different types of journaling. One is the gratitude journaling for if you want to practice gratitude, for example, there is a five minute gratitude journal available on Amazon by Intelligent Change, which my wife and I, both of us, we use on a daily basis to practice gratitude. There is a big life journal for teenagers, again, available on Amazon. These are all guided journals, by the way. The Big Life Journal for teenagers will help them build self-esteem and resilience. And for since we are talking about self-awareness, a dear friend of mine, his name is Luki Danukaranto. He shared one of his journaling techniques with me called for self-awareness called 5221. Okay. 5221 is basically in five minutes, you spend five minutes at the end of your day, which is what the five stands for in the 5221. And for those five minutes, you write down three things. For the first two minutes, you write down things that you did on that day that you did not enjoy. Then for the second two minutes, set of two minutes, you write down things during that day that you did enjoy. And the last one minute, you write down a plan, a single sentence of how you can do more of what you enjoy and less of what you did not enjoy and repeat it every single day. That's another way to gain self-awareness. And if you look after you have 30 days or 40 days or 60 days of entries and you go back and you reflect at your journal, you will see the inner talk that you have, the self-talk that you have in your, in your brain. 
and what are you telling yourself? What are the things that you like? What are the things that you don't like? You will, patterns will emerge and that self-talk will show you who you are and it will give you a good idea of your current state. And the last but not the least, other than journaling, one of the greatest ways to find your superpower is to read. Read, read, and read. Reading for at least 15 minutes per day, because honestly, reading is what reading is to our brain is what, um, you know, gymming is to our muscles for our chest, our biceps, our legs, etc. And a dear friend of mine, Hamza, I was talking to him and he said something beautiful. He said that reading is actually the perfect cheat code in life because it, when you read a book, you get the most distilled and pure version of somebody's research and thoughts, of an expert's research and thoughts that he has probably, um, you know, that research was done in like many years, five years or maybe a decade. And you can just download that in just a few days, in probably a week to two weeks. You can download all that information for yourself in just a couple of, uh, in a couple of days. So that truly is, reading is the cheat code of life. Between the ages of 18 to 28, Monica, I read zero books outside of engineering and my MBA. And in the last year alone, in 2019, um, I was counting the other day and I had read 16 books in that one year, which really nice. transformed my life. So whatever little success I have in my life thus far, I would definitely attribute it towards reading. So I think this conversation has been extremely, I would say, um, interesting for me as an individual because low-key, I think everybody knows that these are the things that they need to work on. But when it's said to you in, in this unique way or when it's explicitly told to you that, hey, look, these are the nine things that you probably should start focusing on today to be able to... I would say first understand yourself and work on this journey of whatever you're looking for in life. I think it's brilliant. And uh, like I said before, I'm saying it again, more power to you for bringing this knowledge and for bringing this awareness to young people in your community and you know within your clients' communities. So thank you for coming on board and sharing such great insights with us. We're super grateful for this. Thank you so much, Monica, for the kind words and for such great questions you ask. I really hope that um, you know this session was useful, not just for you, but also for your audience. So I really look forward to hearing their feedback as well. All right, brilliant, Omar. So I think on that note, we'll wrap it up and we'll see you guys next time on another episode with another great guest uh, and we'll walk through their journey and learn from them. So that's it for now. Thank you.